Hi everyone, I'm Vivek and welcome to yet another episode of our podcast channel, Our Journey to Net Zero. Are you amongst those who think our mega cities have enough buildings today? Well then guess what? A study says that close to 70% of the buildings that will exist in 2030 in India are yet to be built. And that's why on this channel, we will talk to stalwarts who are going to be instrumental in defining the buildings of tomorrow. On that note, please welcome our guest for the day, Mr. Sushil Chaudhary. Mr. Chaudhary is the managing director of Blotec Air, a leading manufacturer and exporter of ventilation fans and equipment in the country. In addition to being a presidential member of ISHRE, he has been chairing the Acrex Hall of Fame for the last 5 editions. A very good morning Mr. Chaudhary. What a pleasure to have you with us. To start with, a study says close to 70% of the buildings that will exist in 2030 in India are yet to be built. What impact do you foresee should this materialize? I think uh, we are going to see growth. Uh, no doubt about it. And uh, it may not be uh, 14 to 15% year on year as predicted in the earlier studies but nonetheless we are going to see more and more buildings when you're talking about new buildings uh, of course it'll have impact on energy on water on modern urban infrastructure you know roads uh, transit systems so i mean it's going to be a big challenge but uh, i do feel that we will be able to handle this challenge now looking at a further growth by 2030 do you believe that the times to come will be able to offer a good quality of life for the urban residents i'm quite hopeful that uh, we will be able to do it in terms of going forward honestly speaking i don't see energy as really a challenge we have been talking about energy efficiency for the last i think 20 25 years and i think uh, we are moving comfortably uh, on that uh, road i think you know of energy efficiency the biggest challenge i see is water we are already seeing the water crisis in the country energy we can manage the sun is going to be there the wind is going to be there i think you know for the future generations but uh, water i'm not too sure about you know according to you uh, will is india capable of meeting its uh, diverse objectives one that of development second that of sustainability and third that of climate change yes um no doubt our country needs development along with development we have the challenges of sustainability and climate change again come to that my point about uh, the conservation and uh, preservation of the precious water resource we need strict compliance uh, and enforcement of rules and regulations we are good at making laws but when it comes to enforcement i think we lack there a cornerstone of green future to generations to come is a highly reliable electric supply system i think even i would say almost 75 years after our independence we have not been able to do this one thing that bothers me is water being such a scarce commodity in many cities in the country water supply is still not metered must be made mandatory i think you know talking about uh, how a highly reliable electric supply system can help us uh, in achieving a sustainable future you know when we talk about uh, rooftop uh, solar generation i think you know today i think uh, rooftop solar generation is not so economically viable and one important cause of that is the backup required in terms of battery i think i'm told that the cost of batteries uh, could be even more than 50% of the total uh, cost of the setup 
So if you combine a, a reliable grid along with two-way metering, you do away with batteries. Another benefit of having a reliable uh, grid supply will be the backup DG set. To me, these backup generators are a waste of national resource. They create uh, a noise pollution. Uh, they create uh, environmental pollution. Basically, they are a nuisance, you know. And uh, so if you have a reliable grid, I think we can do away with this uh, nuisance. So uh, that's why I say that, yes, I'm optimistic that the triple goals of development, sustainability, and climate change, uh, I think, is achievable uh, in our country. You spoke about laws, rules, regulations, while being designed, but not yet completely implemented. My question to you, Mr. Chaudhary, is have the star ratings and certifications made an impact on buildings taking that extra step towards reducing energy demand? Yes, I believe so. The Bureau of Energy Efficiency's uh, uh, star labeling program, uh, I would say, has been one of the most uh, successful programs in the country. Awareness is growing. Investors and uh, uh, the building community, I think, you know, they are focused on energy efficiency, I think, you know. My next question is, how have you seen technology and building design evolve over the past decades and foresee the same in the times to come? Technology has and will remain the centerpiece of building design architecture evolution, I think. You know. Technology is going to play a very important role. I would list uh, the following technology uh, going to the future at soft technologies, uh, artificial intelligence, IoT, Internet of Things, 5G, you know, these are the soft technologies. If we talk about uh, hard technologies and uh, their adoption for the building industry, I would talk about uh, solar, wind, water conservation, uh, filtration, net metering, 3D printing. And I would say that technology is going to be a savior also, I think, you know. Without technology, there is no way we can achieve uh, our triple goals of uh, development, uh, sustainability and uh, climate change. What would be the major difference in terms of, you know, the technology that would have been there in the building 20 years from now to the, you know, the technology which is there in the building today? I think uh, going uh, forward 20 years, the buildings uh, will be uh, much more efficient, no doubt about it. In the building of a future, we will see a lot of reliance on renewables in terms of on-site generation. We will see recycling of all the resources, uh, including water and uh, the other resources. We would see uh, a proliferation of uh, what I call uh, a net zero uh, buildings, uh, not only net zero in terms of uh, energy, but uh, net zero in terms of water, uh, net zero in terms of uh, carbon footprint. Thank you uh, for letting me pick your thoughts on uh, what the buildings uh, 20 years from now are going to be like. And how do you think the manufacturing sector has kept pace with the overarching uh, progress towards climate change and sustainability? When we talk about uh, buildings, uh, when we talk about uh, sustainability, I think, you know, uh, most of the time we are talking about uh, commercial buildings. Uh, I think the focus is really on the process load. Uh, not uh, on the building load, because the building power requirements are, you know, uh, are a, a much smaller component within the overall power requirement of the manufacturing facility, you know. But in terms of sustainability, in terms of uh, climate change, 
I think uh, we have to look at the total uh, power consumption by the factory. We have many uh, buildings uh, which are gold uh, uh, rated, uh, platinum rated, I think, you know, in terms of these uh, IGBC and uh, USGBC uh, ratings. Your own building, I think, you know, Danfoss building, I think uh, I'm told is a, a IGBC uh, platinum rated building, I think, you know, it's a green building. But I think uh, we need to educate uh, more at the manufacturers. If we look at uh, the process side, I think uh, we do know that uh, the processes are becoming more and more energy efficient. Uh, one of the largest uh, component uh, of uh, the process load are electrical motors. Today, there is a big focus on energy efficient uh, motors. Thank you so much, Mr. Chaudhary. India is also expected to witness a massive surge in its energy demand in the times to come. How, according to you, can India achieve its goals against these challenges? And beyond sustainable buildings, what other elements would be critical towards helping India meet its net zero goals? Net zero 2050 is certainly not an easy goal to achieve, but I believe it's achievable. In the last 10 years, target was to reduce the carbon intensity of our GDP by 25% by 2020. And we achieved it almost in 2016. So we achieved it four years ahead of our target. In terms of uh, new generating capacity that we are adding, I think the share of uh, fossil generation has dropped to 38% and our target was 40%. You know, So we have almost achieved the target. Pleasantly surprising to believe out of a total generating capacity of about 390 gigawatts, today we crossed the figure of 100 gigawatts of renewable energy just this month in August. And uh, we have a target to achieve 450 gigawatts of renewable generation by the year 2030. If electricity demand grows at that rate, by 2030, our total generating capacity will move from about 390 gigawatts today to 750 gigawatts. Out of 750 gigawatts, if the renewable share is 450 gigawatts, that represents 60% of electrical generation coming from renewables. By the way, today, uh, that 60% share comes from fossil, coal, uh, oil, etc. So these are the reasons, you know, I mean, uh, why I believe that we will be able to achieve this uh, net zero 2050 target. Mr. Chaudhary, you have been one of the most prominent torchbearers of the ACREX Hall of Fame, and you have seen it evolve over the past five editions. What change, according to you, has the ACREX Hall of Fame been able to bring about in the building fraternity? We had the first episode of Hall of Fame in uh, 2016. The last episode was uh, last year uh, in ACREX uh, 2020. Uh, so we've had a total of uh, five episodes. I believe uh, almost became a movement, you know, in five years, you know. And uh, we have been very happy with the kind of nominations uh, we received uh, in the last, say, two, three years, you know. So, uh, no doubt, I mean, uh, Hall of Fame uh, has been a, a very successful benchmark. 
I've been associated with many other awards also. But uh, when I compare uh, Hall of Fame with uh, other awards, I believe that uh, the kind of evaluation that we did uh, in Hall of Fame, there's no match for it. So I believe that uh, Hall of Fame uh, really created a, a benchmark for uh, energy efficient uh, HVAC systems in the buildings, I think. You know. I do hope that uh, we can continue that trend and uh, make uh, Hall of Fame uh, a leading benchmark in the country of uh, energy efficient buildings. I think. Thank you so much for that, Mr. Chaudhary. Before we close, what would be your suggestions to the larger building fraternity to help them achieve their sustainability goals? My first request to the building fraternity at large will be that when you plan a project, don't look at the first cost only. If you look at sustainability as a goal, if you look at climate change, only way forward in the long term is focus on life cycle costs. Incorporate green building concepts, I think, you know. Pay attention to water conservation, water preservation, water recycling, and maximize reliance on rainwater. We need to learn to recycle waste. I think uh, we don't recycle waste and we throw the waste in open drains and that pollutes our water systems, our rivers, I think, you know. But more than strong laws, we need strict enforcement and compliance. I would say to a builder, even if the municipal supply of water to you is not metered, please provide internal metering of water to, en to ensure judicious water use, I think. I believe that uh, we also need uh, a new national building code. Right now, the building code is not so much of a code as it is a guide. So not only do we need a new building code, but we also need to make the provisions of the building code as mandatory, as happens in a code, I think. You know. So I think these are some of my thoughts in uh, what I think uh, the building community uh, at large can do to help the nation achieve its uh, green goals and uh, sustainability goals. Thank you so much, Mr. Chaudhary. It was a pleasure speaking with you and to have you with us. Thank you. With this, we come to the end of yet another episode. And here's a small reminder to my commercial building fraternity that we are hosting our next edition of the Acrex Hall of Fame on the 18th Feb 2022. We look forward to receiving your nominations and we hope you do make it to our Hall of Fame. On this note, signing off for now. Until next time.